welcome to another new episode of Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise. I'm a, uh, I'm pre-gaming, guys. I, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. In fact, we're both pre-gaming. Oops. Not oops. I don't care. Because <laughs> it is a beautiful summer June day. It didn't start as a beautiful summer June day, but yeah, it looked turned a little into iffy. One. There were some thunderstorms on the horizon, but they passed. So. It's beer o'clock, so while I'm learning about beer, or wine o'clock, as Elise has, which kind of <laughs> defeats our message, but that's fine. Hey, we've covered wine on this that's podcast true. We need before. To cover more wine, maybe. Stephen Amell, can you can you send us some more wine? Yeah, add us. <laughs> <laughs> so, baby, mm-hmm. I want to get out of the state for a little while. Okay, can you help me with that? Got some some California dreams. California dreaming or loving. I don't remember. Damn it. Hold on. What is it? <laughs> California dreaming on such a winter's day. Okay. What, which one did you think? <laughs> well, you sang that so fast. I was like, does he know California dreaming? <laughs> I could probably California sing along to it. California love. California love. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're headed to the West Coast this week for <laughs> our new beer. Baby, what are we drinking? We are drinking Themisto from Modern Times Beer. Uh, so Modern Times is a California-based brewery, obviously, that first opened its tasting room in 2013, September of 2013, in Point Loma, which is near San Diego. But since then, they have gone and added six additional locations. Yeah, I noticed that. They blew up. Yeah. That's so awesome. They're in LA, they're in Portland, Santa Barbara, Oakland. Um, and not all of them are breweries, but a few of them also added restaurants. And according to the website, and I don't know what the current status of this project is, but they're also working on a new location in Anaheim that they call a brewery slash restaurant slash cafe slash swim club megaplex. <laughs> that is awesome. And this is within seven years since they started. Yeah. That is amazing. That is amazing. It speaks to how good the beer is. I know mm-hmm. we actually had had Modern Times a little while ago. It's true. At a restaurant uh, in Connecticut where we are. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Yep. And since then, I know we've been on the lookout. Anytime we see Modern Times, it's just like, yeah, one, uh, you or me just go, ooh, look, it's a Modern Times. Yeah. So we, we saw Spaceways, mm-hmm. which is a fall seasonal. That was the it, first one. Yep. And that's what, what we had on draft. And it's only their seasonals are very like it's two months um, at a time. So that's why it was so hard for us to find it. Damn <laughs> it, it was very in demand at our liquor store, but we were able to snag uh, a four pack of that. And then um, another one called Blazing World, which was also delicious. We brought that to our friends giving for others to enjoy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're always on the lookout for a good modern times. Yeah. And so when we saw this. It's just like, ooh, modern times. Yes. <laughs> and we are looking to do, obviously, we're looking to do more out-of-state ones. Because I know lately we've been covering a lot of Connecticut-based beers. Yeah. It's just easier. It's easier to get with the brewers and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. But we want to branch out. We want to be we want to be Mr. Internet, Mr. and Mrs. International. <laughs> so <laughs> we got we to gotta start with the rest of the country first, though. So yeah. we're Mr. and Mrs. National instead of Mr. and Mrs. Local, I guess. <laughs> We're lame. I apologize. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) So reining it back in, you will notice that I listed a cafe in that that list of part of their location. And that's because they are already also purveyors of fine coffee. 
You know, I thought I had heard of Modern Times Coffee. Mm -hmm. I think you told me all about it. I mentioned that briefly a while back. Um, And it's probably a little dangerous to tell you this, but they actually offer quite a selection of coffee beans, including some that have been barrel aged in sherry, tequila, and bourbon barrels. And they do subscriptions. Where's my bourbon and barrel (laughs) coffee subscription? Yeah. And fun fact, as of 2017, Modern Times became California's very first employee-owned brewery. That's cool. Yeah, I've heard of a few of those, but yeah, that's really neat. Yep. Um, But I think that my favorite thing that I learned about Modern Times while doing this research is the background story behind their name and the names of their beers. So Modern Times, and I'm just going to quote this from their website directly because the way it's written is... Perfect. (laughs) Um, Modern Times was a utopian community built on Long Island in 1850 by a bunch of wild eyed wingnuts who thought they could demonstrate to the world what a more perfect society might look like. They bartered, lived without a state, sometimes ignore the conventions of marriage, although probably not in the super hot way you're imagining. (laughs) (laughs) And generally experimented with creating a less exploitative, more pleasurable world. Naturally, the whole thing eventually imploded when legit nut jobs from New York City found out about the free love community just a train ride away and overran it. End quote. So this former utopian community is now Brentwood, New York. (laughs) (laughs) So the brewery is named Modern Times because the founder is fascinated by and appreciates all the ideals of those forgotten little paradises. Um, So most of their beers are also named after either real utopian experiments or mythological utopias. And yes, of course, I did look up the Misto. I was going to say, you got to keep going. (laughs) Um, And what I found is that she was the third wife of Athamas, correct me if I'm wrong, in Greek mythology. And the story's pretty good. Probably Athamas. It just sounds better. (laughs) It just sounds better. (laughs) So Athamas married Themisto, uh, thinking that his second wife, Eno, was already dead. But oops, she was alive and living on Mount Parnassus. Oh, classic Greeks. (laughs) So he secretly brings Eno home, unbeknownst to Themisto. But of course, women are natural born detectives. So Themisto finds out that his other wife is back in town and forms this plan to kill Athamas and Eno's children as an act of revenge but accidentally ends up killing her own children and then herself once she realized what she had done. What a tragedy. <laughs> um, and Themisto is also the name of one of Jupiter's moons. One of Jupiter's many, many, many moons. Many moons. <laughs> In fact, there could be more moons. Yep. Jupiter's crazy, yeah. Um, so part of what piqued our interest with this beer, um, aside from the fact that we had already tried uh, several other modern times and they were fantastic. Now I is that know why it's called Spaceways. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is that our local liquor store categorized the Misto as a New England style hazy IPA. But coming from a California brewery, we were like, hey, how are they going to interpret this style as opposed to the West Coast style IPA? You were very interested in that. And I will say that we have had a lot of West Coast IPAs now on mm-hmm. the East Coast, and they are only just kind of coming to the East Coast as far yeah. as we know. And a lot of them are not good. <laughs> but we have had a couple of West Coast IPAs, especially um, like Dockside. Califragilistic. Califragilistic, where Andy is from, the brewmaster yeah. from Dockside is from the West Coast, and it's really good. Yeah, it's so a legit. If an East Coast person can't really make a good West Coast IPA, yeah. can a West Coast person make a good East Coast IPA? Yeah. 
inquiring minds must know. I know. <laughs> so we, we've been very eagerly uh, awaiting recording this episode to be able to try it. And but, pretty much all we drink on the shows are East Coast IPAs. Yeah. So we're going to know modern times. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, so Themisto is part of their Hazy IPA series for 2020. And its availability is listed as April through May. But I feel like we were just talking about like that's slightly delayed over here on the East Coast. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't remember seeing it because um, the, the cans are awesome. They're like this crazy, like psychedelic. Oh, looking... you leave the cans to okay, me, okay, lady. OK, 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 OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, Themisto clocks in at 6.5% ABV. And it has an IBU rating of 45 and a final gravity of 1.016, which I thought was interesting because a lot of breweries do not list that. And most of the time they don't even real they don't even list the IBU. So, yeah, I I like when they list the IBU. Yeah, because I kind of get the IBU. I don't remember gravity much at all. Dude, You've gone over gravity before. Very, very briefly. Um, Why don't you go over gravity guile? again? I, I didn't understand it. Okay, we'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, <asking them. laughs> it's all mathematics. But um, yeah, I, I mean, IBU, if if IPAs are basically, they're everywhere. Yeah. West Coast, East Coast, I assume Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big in the South. They're big everywhere. And the big way to tell like what IPA is good for you and what IPA might not be your jam is the bitterness a lot of the times. It's true. And- it doesn't make sense to not list a a standard unit. Like if I am eating a hot pepper or a hot sauce and you put in the Scoville units, I understand how hot that thing is. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why uh, most IPAs don't just stick with the IBUs. And that might be because it's hard to figure well, out. Can I kind of answer that for you right now? Because I did a little, a little bit of digging into that. Ooh, Professor Reichert, go right ahead. So the IBU isn't necessarily indicative of the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, that you personally will detect in that beer. It's a measurement of the chemicals that would make it bitter, the chemicals inside the beer. Um, but I mean, everything is personal taste. So everything falls on the scale between, I think, up to it goes up to 120. Generally speaking, there are like these really crazy uh, IPAs that can go up to a thousand IBU, which I can't even imagine. I need those. Putting in my mouth. I need but, to try them. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's all based on like personal taste. It's it's a good indicator of what someone might feel is bitter, but it's not technically a a, a scale of bitterness. But I mean, that's fine. But I mean, you can still put it on there. It's still kind of a scale of bitterness. It's the mm-hmm. closest thing you're going to get. It's, yeah. uh, of course, it's all no, personal I, opinion. No, I totally agree. Like, I think it's at, very informative. Look at Scoville's and look at hot sauces. I mean, you bought me for my birthday. Yeah. Shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> the Hot Ones box. Yep. Uh, from obviously the show Hot Ones, which I love. If you, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before. I don't but think I you have. love hot sauce. Me and my brother Alex love, love, love hot sauce and challenging <laughs> each other. Uh, with the spiciest, stupidest stuff. Oh, it's it's painful to watch, like, guys. It's 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 fun when you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't get it. But so you bought me the last dab, which is technically the hottest, and you mm-hmm. bought me this. Um, they sent you this dingo sauce, which is was supposed to be a little lower, and on mm-hmm. their show, it's a little lower. But to me, the dingo sauce, and I told you this, the dingo sauce was it killed you so much hotter than this last dab sauce. 
And yes, mm-hmm. it's personal opinion, but at least I have a general scale. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah, that might be a little different, but so that, that's basically helps. That's basically what the IBU rating provides. It's it's what what chemicals are in the beer that would make it bitter, but the beer is the bitterness of the beer, the perceived bitterness of the beer is also affected by what malts are used, like what other flavors are in the beer that might tone it down. So like you can have the the example that I read on the website was like you could have a beer at 45 IBU and have it be super bitter and then have a beer at 55 IBU. But it had but it's like say it's an amber and they use like really sweet malts to round it out. It might not feel bitter. Yeah, that's still fine. I still think you should put the chart on there. Yeah, I agree. So thanks, Modern Times, for including that on all your beer profiles. I like that this was a very informative tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where am I in my notes? All right. So Modern Times describes the Misto like this. Quote, this spectacle of Hayescraft will feature a four-way power punch of Citra, Eldorado, Nelson, and Amarillo hops, resulting in a glorious denotation of tropical fruit and peach character that will approximate a liquid summer vacation. So, mm, yeah, I'm really excited to try this. summer vacation. <laughs> so <laughs> Citra... <laughs> Citra hops. Uh, I'm just going to gloss over this because if you've listened to any of our episodes before. They all got Citra hops. Everything has Citra. It imparts citrusy flavors like grapefruit, lime and tropical fruits, but it's also very popular for bittering. Uh, El Dorado hops. We haven't talked about as much. They have a very fruity flavor profile said to be reminiscent of pineapple and mango, in addition to having a resinous back note. And on the nose, you'll notice aromas of pear watermelon, stone fruits, and even candy. Um, And Eldorado is mostly used in wheat beers, pale ales, and IPAs. Nelson hops are from New Zealand and are kind of considered extreme uh, because they're intensity and over-the-top fruity flavors. And what makes this hop so distinct is its white wine fruitiness. It's often compared to local Sauvignon Blanc wine, which is why the hop is also known as Nelson Sauvin. And other descriptors often include gooseberries, passion fruit, melon, and grapefruit. Um, And Nelson hops really shine in IPAs, pale ales, and specialty lagers. So last but not least, we've got Amarillo hops uh, that have a distinct flowery, spicy, and tropical note to them. Um, they're, They're considered dual purpose for both aroma and bittering, but they're often used for dry hopping to augment the lemony, orangey, citrusy character um, in that particular brew. So Amarillo hops were actually discovered by accident. There was no purposeful breeding for them, um, but they were found growing alongside Liberty hops at uh, Gamache Farms in Washington. I don't know if I'm saying that right. In 1990. And they kind of just looked a little bit different in color and size. So the farmers knew that they were different from the Liberty hops. Um, and they named it Amarillo because of its slightly more yellow color. And that's the word for yellow in Spanish. So uh, Gamash Farms actually owns all the rights to the variety of hop and is the exclusive grower. So they're not easy to come by unless you're a big commercial brewer. If you're a home brewer, they're like, yeah, you're not getting very it. very hard to get. Yeah. You're going to buy them from another brewer who's already bought them and basically them off the truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hat off the truck. No. All right. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. 
So shall we uh, crack this open? Well, I don't know. I already had another beer. I was pre-gaming. So like, I don't know. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. Cans at the ready. Cans at the ready. Ooh. Good cracks, good cracks. Mm-hmm. Pouring the Themisto. Or Themisto. It's probably Themisto if it's Greek, right? Yeah, probably. But that's not what the Google translation said, so like, I don't know. If I pronounced it totally wrong, please tell me. But <laughs> but we can't change it now. But we can learn from these mistakes. But we can learn from our mistakes. Ooh incredibly hazy boy but also very carbonated nice head nice lacy head you got more carbo bubbles than me on your glass because we're using (laughs) different glasses yeah we're using different styles of glasses mike has a like a tall pilsner and i'm using one of those like stemless wider at the bottom but what are these called i don't know Kind of like stemless wine know. glasses, but it's meant for beer. It's, it's, yeah, it's meant for beer, but it it almost looks like a wine glass. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely a tall pilsner's glass, though. Yeah. This is the wrong glass. I, I, I ain't playing games. <laughs> I, I grabbed this glass because San Diego reminds me of the summertime, so I grabbed a giant margarita glass that I have. Ooh, look, look, look. You but got some sediment. Oh, no, the sediment's floating everywhere, which is really cool. I don't see any sediment in mine. It's not settling, which means you're right that the carbonation must be like poof, lifting it all up. But it is a nice hazy IPA. It's not like a heavy IPA. Ooh. It's not like a hazy IPA where you look at it and go, oh, I guess this is the one beer I'm having today. Yeah. Like it's going to weigh you down. Like it's hazy that I can still kind of see my finger. Th- I can't see my finger, but I can identify my finger through it. Yeah. And it's a I very, can see it's the a, of the glass. it's a brighter, like almost yellow orange. It's yes. not just like straight up like orange opaque. This is kind of the hazy that I kind of like. Yeah. Like we did an episode for Two Roads for Cloud Source, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's kind of the similar. Like I do like heavy hazy IPAs, but sometimes it's like too much. Eh, yeah, it's just more like that's got to be my last thing, and I got to build up to it because if I have that first, I'm probably gonna be so full mm-hmm. that I'm not gonna want more. But this is that nice balance where it's like it's almost stout, a uh, light stout. Like a light stout will weigh down a little bit, but you'll still be all right to have more if you want. Yeah. So this smells incredibly fruity. I'm getting a lot of malt. I don't know why. Really? Maybe, maybe because we have differently shaped glasses. Yeah. We usually pick out the same glass Mm -hmm. when we do this. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of the malt. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So you're getting fruit. What fruit are you getting? Off the nose. Tropical. I mean, yeah. Tropical. Just as kind of a sweet malty kind of. It's not as, it doesn't smell especially citrusy. It doesn't smell particularly like mango or pineapple or it just kind of smells like a a conglomeration of all small mine it smells like sweet bread it does all right i'm going in all right light pillowy very pillowy very light but so pillowy i just like just like cloud source like you said yeah it's just it's a very smooth beer which is surprising considering yeah. how carbonated it looked in your glass. Mm-hmm. And it is not how it tastes. It doesn't taste super carbonated. No. And it do- It also, I know that I'm com- probably off on this uh, comparison, but it doesn't taste like a beer that would have such a visible sediment. I feel like the beers that we've had that have that feel a little bit heavier. No, I think this tastes like it would have sediment, personally. I, I got to tell you, it still tastes like sweet bread to me. It, it I don't get 
a lot of fruity notes. Mm -hmm. I, really? I, I guess they're there sweetening it, but I get a lot of the malt. I get a lot of that, that smell that you get when you walk into the brewery, when you're taking your brewery tours and you're, you're in the oh. rooms of the vat. That's that smell. That's what I'm tasting, but it's like a nice, like the wart, but that, but like died it, down. Yeah. It's, it's like a died down, sweeter, smoother wart, which is actually sounds gross, but it's really nice. Yeah. I'm are, enjoying this. Are you not getting that? I can see where you're coming from, but I'm, I, I still feel like the. I'm going to taste that at your glass now. Now, right. from now on, we're using the same glass because <laughs> it's throwing me off. <laughs> I got to tell you. I sniffed your glass and sipped from your glass and I got the exact same notes. That's fine. I guess we just got different palettes on this one. I think so. <laughs> I don't get what you get at all. That's weird. So you're getting, you're getting fruit still? Yeah. Can you identify the fruit? Just tropically. I mean, the fact that Maybe it's, it's the, and I, like, I have a very, a very hard time distinguishing papaya from mango from et cetera, but- they all impart that same kind of sweetness, tropical sweetness. A tiki beer, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting the smoothness. It's, 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 it's this taste that almost wants to reach for vanilla, but then takes it back right before it does. Like, it's not like we've had um, beers with like the cryo hop, mm -hmm. uh, the Idaho. Idaho six, 7 cryo. Idaho, cryo <clears throat> Idaho 7 cryo hop. And... That was like, ooh, that's vanilla bean. Oh, yeah. And there have been a couple other ones where we're like, ooh, that's really vanilla. And this one. It's almost there, the but not more quite. I sip it, yeah, it's like it, it, it reaches out for vanilla and, and maybe taps it on the shoulder and runs away. <laughs> going, hee hee. Like, it's just so close to getting that vanilla note and it doesn't. But at the same time, it's just this sweet, bready. I can taste the carbs in this in, in, a, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Kind of a thing, which I, I like in some beers. You know, I, I'm never dumb to the fact that you know you're, you're drinking liquid bread yeah so i like when you can get some of those more bready yeasty notes in in beer sometimes that's really great mm -hmm. and that happens a lot in ales and stouts and and stuff of that nature and and sometimes it's hidden in an ipa or a pale ale mm -hmm. and in here i like that this is like our first ipa where i think that's first and foremost i'm getting that carby bready thing that if that makes sense that thing, that thing. I wonder if that's more like a West Coast kind of work on the East Coast hazy. Okay. Because we haven't talked about that yet. This is supposed to be their yeah. version of our, our beer. Yeah, exactly. Our beer, <laughs> like we own it. Well, the, and the beer the that New is England, on our coast. The New England hazy IPA is a very distinct style. Right. And they, they've got it pretty much down. But like you said, there's still that sweetness that differentiates it. The fruitiness and the pillowiness. And the haziness, the the, the pillowiness and the haziness are there. absolutely the, the East Coast way. But I think that sweetness is what makes it this sweet breadiness slightly absolutely. different, and yeah. almost maybe kind of makes me think about the couple of West Coast IPAs I've had. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've had a ton. I mean, I might have had more at restaurants, I just not realized or True. remembered. But off the top of my head, the three that I know that I've had in mm -hmm. the last year which is probably three more per year than I've had in the last two years. <laughs> it, it, it has similar styles. I think that like bready, piney, more multi-forwardness of the IPA is, is a not pine. I know that's in some of the other West Coast IPAs I've yeah. had, but that kind of that malt forward kind of look at beer, I mm -hmm. think is what I'm tasting yeah. is that West Coast style of it. Like I almost want to have that califragilistic 
from Dockside as a as a West like as far as we are. Yeah. And craft breweries are. It's the only real true West Coast IP you're gonna get because he's from the West Coast. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's pretty close in terms of what I'm tasting. Not close to this beer. It's not like this beer at all, but it's close in terms of that difference that I'm tasting is that. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. Yeah. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully carbonous. Yeah. Yeah. So good job, Modern Times. I mean, this is a great New England style hazy IPA with yeah. with a little bit of like this West Coast Just tinge to it that makes it different and unique. And unique. Exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, not to knock the the hazy New England IPA style because we obviously enjoy it, mm-hmm. but we are saturated by it right now. Yes. It's, Anytime there's a new to, next new thing. Like when we go to the liquor store to find our next week's episode, we have to scout the entire like aisles to find something that's slightly different to talk about for you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, we we appreciate that this is this is unique. Yeah, because we we saw this and we were like, "Ooh, modern times. We're just going to get it because of that. And then Elise noticed it was a hazy. But it was interesting because it was a West Coast take on it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we do East Coast beers that are takes on West Coast beers. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great job, Modern Times. I mean, this is this the Misto This Worth is a Misto. liquid summer vacation. I feel like here's here's the thing. I feel like I've done this beer disservice by calling it bread and, and all this. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to call it bread. Hey, here's here's why. You're on vacation. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at a patio on a beach. It's beautiful. Or you're sitting inside at a restaurant that's decorated and it's you're on the Bahamas like that one restaurant we went to on our one vacation to the islands that was mm-hmm. awesome but it was also like 20 years ago now so hashtag that <laughs> it wasn't 20 years ago but it was a long time ago <laughs> so you're sitting there and it's it's tropical you're enjoying yourself you've got a light button-down shirt you're that linen yeah you're, <laughs> you're sipping some awesome tiki drinks or a light beer whatever and then they set down at your table this appetizer basket of bread and you're like oh what is this oh and you're eating it and it's light and it's it's interesting it's a type of bread you've never had before and Mm -hmm. it's sweet but you can't tell why it's sweet and like you ask the person they're just like oh this is our traditional bread we always have this and you're like oh my god why don't i live here their (laughs) bread is so much better than my bread i want to be here that's what this beer is yeah I don't want to not call it bread because it is, but it tastes like the best type of bread that you get at a restaurant. I want to defend my bread position. So that was me <laughs> defending my bread position. <laughs> I was I was wondering where the end point was going to be that on that. That was my end point. It's like, okay. that's okay. the kind of bread it is. It's like that awesome, sweet, tropical bread that doesn't necessarily have berries in it to make it sweet. It's just sweet and awesome. And you're just like, what is this? That's what this beer tastes like to me. And I think that's great. And again... Now I'm going to continue searching for all the modern times beers I can. Yep. Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. In their 80,000 different tap rooms. Well, not only do they have a crazy amount of tap, they have so much beer. Like if they they literally have a calendar on their website of their 2020 planned releases. And there are so many beers that they're putting out. And I really hope that we have access to some of them. <laughs> it seems like something... That, you know, I'm sure there's there's some that we won't have access to just because they're limited supply, California only, which I mean, to be fair, we totally have limited supply stuff over on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. People outside of the state would never have. We're on the other end of the country and a little bit north. Yeah. So I understand that 
we're getting what they got left kind of in terms of yeah. stuff. But but I am excited to see what else we can get. Like the the one that we were talking about briefly the other day. They're the new one that's coming out for uh, June or July. Ty- Ty- I don't even know how to say it. Taicho? Taiko? I think it's it's Taiko. Okay. It's Taiko. That one's definitely Taiko. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome for yep. like summer grilling. Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to. That's the one thing is like, I know that because of the COVID thing around, at least in Connecticut, like now ordering beers online and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's like you can go pick them up, but you still can't really ship them to you. And like getting other people to ship you alcohol yeah. is such. It's very dicey depending on dicey the- deal. And it's just, there's got to be a way to make it easier to try all these beers. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all one country. I know we're many states, but we're all one country. I don't understand why we can't figure out how to create a version where adults, responsible adults can order beer and get it shipped to you and try these flavors that are all across the country that yeah. are just awesome. Hopefully one day. I'm glad at least in Connecticut, which is tons of stupid blue laws. Yeah. Um, but that I feel like that's- Are starting to loosen. That's one- very little <laughs> upside to this entire pandemic thing is that they kind of relaxed the the laws to allow us to have the beer to go, the beer delivery in certain areas, at least. Uh, where's the beer delivery? In New York, there's a lot of, of breweries yeah. that are able to deliver like curbside now. New York's weird because they'll do that, but then they can't put beer in their liquor stores yeah. <laughs> but then I can go to a Walmart and buy beer, which we can't, by the way, in Connecticut. It's just all these different It's so weird. Laws and they, the they have the blue laws. They have the drive throughs in other states too. It's like it's just so strange. And we need to, as one country, decide. come together and celebrate beer for all. That people are gonna drink. You can't stop it. Your laws are stupid. It's like I, I get bars closing at two or whatever. Beer, cl- beer sales stopping at six on a Sunday, mm-hmm. not being able to ship beer, not being able to order beer online and go pick it up or d- have it delivered. It- Check our IDs. <laughs> We've all got so many different forms of identification now. You basically have us on watch 24-7. Yeah. I got the FBI in my pocket and my phone all the time. So it's like, <laughs> come on. How are we not <laughs> on the level now all getting on one page with how we're handling liquor? I agree. I want more modern times is what I'm saying. And if I got to order it online, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Let me do it. <laughs> this is fantastic. It is. I'm really sad I have to do another podcast after this. Because <laughs> you want more. <laughs> otherwise, I'd be on my uh, second Modern Times because this is so good. <laughs> oh, so the can. Yeah, hey. So the can is crazy. <laughs> the can is awesome. So Modern <sighs> Times logo is kind of this sweet, like crazy. I love the font that they the, use. Their font is like this, this nice script. It, it's just... It's sleek and it's classy, but at the same time, it's not necessarily like old school script. Exactly. It's just like a really nice, cool script. I would almost call it like the kind of cursive or script writing you'd see in like the 60s. Yeah, it's mod. It's really cool. So the Modern Times logo on this has this really dark, dark purple and then undercut from that in a way that kind of my two player bros font does. Hashtag plugs. (laughs) (laughs) There's this pink font right behind it. Skewed that gives it this 3D look, and then it says underneath the Modern Times logo, employee beer owned. The beer is the same kind of color font as the Modern Times, and then the rest of it is just this really mod kind of 1960s, almost 70s psychedelic, like something that you would see uh framed on a wall. Yeah, if you went to a house with all white walls, you would see it 
framed and put up there. Very mm-hmm. abstract with these squares, but also these splashes. This this liquid kind of splash going around and the squares going inside of it and on top of it. And they're all dark purple, pink, a yellow orange, a lighter purple, and it's just all over the place. And then within that, in one of the squares, you see the Modern Times logo, which is a circle with a flattened M and a long T behind it. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. That's kind of their like condensed logo that yeah, they use everywhere. Stamp. Yeah. I would call it their stamp. Yeah. That's fair. Then a little above that it says Hazy IPA. And then almost hard to find in the banner up above it says the Misto or the Misto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think is really cool. And that's in a dark purple, which the banner mostly is, but the Themisto happens to be behind a splotch of orange, which yeah. is nice. And it's just, it really stands out in that it's not a can trying to show you a picture. It's not a can. Yeah, there's, at you there's, with a nothing, logo. there's nothing to decipher in the pattern. It's just a cool pattern. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, look at this art can, basically. Yeah. It's really, really cool and it's really nice. It is summery and the colors are purple and light orange and, and yellows and light purples and pinks. Doesn't necessarily represent the flavor, but it is really neat and it's burned into the can. It's not a logo. You can't no. take this label off. It's just printed. Printed. It's like laser printed on or the can. Yeah. Laser printed. It's really neat because the background of this can is the silver can. Mm-hmm. But you can't feel the texture of the logo, which is awesome. Super satisfying for you, Mm. I imagine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And in the back, you just get the normal, like the beer is 6.5 proof or 6.5%. It's got the independent craft beer logo on it, which is cool. I don't get why not all of them do. And then it's got a, a sticker, which we don't see very often, like you pointed out, an employee owned certified logo, which I didn't know had their own logo. Yeah, I haven't seen that before, actually. So, yeah. That is the can, Modern Times, Themisto. Huh. Cool stuff indeed. Very good. Very good. All right. So I think that's all we got for you guys today. So special thanks to mm-hmm. Modern Times Brewery for, you know, we, we reached out to them. They got back to us. They answered some of our questions, which Across is really Across the cool. country. Across the country through this thing called Electronic Mail. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, like I said before. We want to try to reach out to other breweries as well. Yeah, that we want to learn about beer. When we learn, we'll we'll start doing the these yeah. over the internet phone conversations. Right now, we're kind of at Limited. the point where it's like, if we can bring our microphones to you or you could record an MP3, but we we'll try to there, get it to where like we can record Skype or Zoom calls or something. Yeah, that'd be sure. awesome. That'd be really, really cool. Uh, but I love that Modern Times took the time to get back to us. They responded so quickly and... After seeing how yeah. big they were, that is really, we really were cool. shocked. Like we sent that we sent an email to them hoping that they might get back to us because obviously and they, they're huge. Yeah, and they got back to me the next day, which yeah. is really, really cool. Very cool. And maybe that has to do with the the whole employee owned thing. Maybe, know. maybe. So respect. R I R E S P E C T. So uh Thank you to Modern Times and thank you for all of you listeners tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken One Open. You can also shoot us an email at open at gmail.com. With any questions, suggestions, etc. We would love suggestions. Obviously, we pick out what we think we're going to like. 
but there's so many other beers out there. If you guys love a beer and we don't know that we like it yet, we'll probably, I well, yeah, we're open I to try like, anything. I, I like mean, all beers other than Saison's. I like or all anything beers. with cherry. <laughs> if it's a light cherry, it, it just can't be like a cherry. You can't quad me with cherries, two roads. You can't, <laughs> but we'll do whatever. Just please let us know. Yeah. What do you want to hear horizons? about? That's absolutely we what we want to do on the show. That's what the whole show is about. Yep. So you you got anything you would like to to plug? You know I've got my two other podcasts that uh, I do. Yeah. I've got Forgotten Cinema that I do with my buddy writer-director Mike Field, where we discuss films that for whatever reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the movie simply didn't catch on in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe what we don't love, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. We'll give out fun facts about the movie, our opinions on it, and also why it was forgotten. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave Cannon. It's about two guys who play way too many video games. You join me and Dave every week where we give you the latest previews, reviews, and news on what's going on in the video game world on all platforms. And then every other week, we'll give you a 2PB post-game report, which is basically a deep dive on how these games were made, our opinions on them, and fun facts you might not have known about your favorite games, be it new releases or old classics. All those podcasts are available wherever podcasts can be found and on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, TwoPlayerBros.com, and on the Forgotten Entertainment Network, which is coming soon, which I think I've already hinted at. Very nice. Very exciting. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers.